We are rolling the dice with a $300 million double dollar bounty. I know what you're thinking. That's not quite $60 billion double dollars. But we've got quite the adventure here, a spanning 20 years. Let's talk about it this week on Shonen and Suds. Hey there, bud. <laughs> Chris, I think I picked up at least half of that. So. Oh, excellent. Half is better than none. <laughs> That's right, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I'm Look at me. I'm asking questions before I'm answering questions. Oh, Chris. man. That's a good sign. That's right. I'm just excited to talk about Trigun today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were finishing off Trigun this week with a little bit of a little bit of a rumble here, a little Badlands rumble. But of course, you know, we are coming to you uh, on the week of Thanksgiving. So happy Turkey Day to everybody. It'll actually be Thanksgiving, uh, you know, when this is released. So, you know, while you're uh, getting ready to take that uh, that turkey nap or getting ready to, you know, queue up a plate of leftovers, uh, you know, just think about us. Maybe give us a listen, you know, because maybe you're tired of football, tired of hearing your family fight. But, you know, we'll we'll uh, you know, we'll we'll be here for you to entertain you. And of course, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I am Cody Snodgrass. And yeah, man, welcome to Shonen and Suds, the podcast that doesn't stop for any holiday. Um, so yeah, Cody, Badlands Rumble. Um, you know, we'll we'll dive into it in a second. I I genuinely don't think I've ever seen this before in its entirety. Yeah, it's one that I used to watch. I, I think my brother actually bought this from like the PlayStation mm-hmm. store back in the day. Wow. Like okay. he, that that's how I saw originally saw uh Full Metal Ogmas Brotherhood. He pay, he like bought all the episodes for like two or three bucks a piece. Oh Jesus. Yeah, like like a wild man paying for Oh, man. Television? Who who does that? Um, what is this? Nineteen ninety? Yeah. Well, it was about probably about two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, somewhere around there. Man. Um, but we would throw like this movie on, or like a full metal, like some Brotherhood on to like fall asleep too, because we shared basically like a giant, like open basement for a while. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, you know, two brothers like, and we were older too. Like he was in his tw- like early twenties, and I was, you know, seventeen, eighteen. So like. You know, it it caused some issues sometimes, but you know, one thing we got along with was watching anime to fall asleep. So, so uh, you didn't have bunk beds. No, no. Fucking now, weak. Now, Fucking no, wait, wait, weak. now, wait, no, hold on. Let me defend myself on that front. Um, okay. Now, when we were kids, we had bunk beds for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, that's fair. But it, you know, at the ages of eighteen and twenty-three, you know, bunk beds are I a little. Know, off. man. When we have girls over, you know, just. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I think if they can't handle the bunk bed, they weren't good for you anyway. That's right. You're not wrong, Chris. Um, See, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's all right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, a lot of the gripes I had with the, I, I, you know, this movie came out like, what, 10 years after the the anime had come out? So, you know, obviously there's some nice quality of life changes to the animation. I feel like this was really at the height where you started seeing that blend of computer and hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like I thought, I thought everything about this was really good. It still kept a lot of the same uh, comedic, you know, comedic pacing uh, really, really solid. albeit a very safe and predictable story. Like I knew what was happening you know, or I knew what was going to happen. And maybe that was, it was planned that way. Like, there's no way you don't look at Amelia and realize that, oh, that's Gasback's daughter. Like, you fucking know. 
And then you then you start to as the plot starts to unravel, you're like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. You're like, oh yeah, fucking new. You're like that meme of a uh, DiCaprio pointing at the TV. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, definitely. Fucking a, knew it. Definitely a very like kind of predictable. Like you've seen this one before. Um, but overall, like I really enjoyed like like you said like the quality of life upgrades. Obviously, mm-hmm. this this being made what nine or ten or eleven years after the original show. So like yeah. Like you said, this is t- 2010s when I would say like t- 2008 is probably like when anime really started to like really really up the animation and stuff like that. Yeah, for uh, sure, really hit its stride. I say up with quote like quotes around it because some people like you know only hand drawn, some people like the computer stuff. So just a nice little mix of it here. Well, if if you can blend the two, I think it's great. Like um. Like, truth be told, I think the My Hero movies do it great, which I I, I want to make another comparison to My Hero. Um, you know, we talked about World uh, World Hero Mission, uh, how the plot of that should have been very safe, very predictable, and they still somehow found a way to fuck it up. Like, they should have gone and taken a look at Badlands Rumble. Like, this is how you do a safe, predictable action plot and don't fuck it up. Yep. I couldn't couldn't have said that better myself, Chris. Uh, just just saying. Yeah, and speaking of my hero, I know you watched this subbed on Hulu. I actually got yep. to watch. I got got to watch the dub on Funimation after jumping through, mm-hmm. you know, all of the hoops and. Why don't you tell uh, us how you really feel about the Funimation app? Dude, the PlayStation Funimation app, like, yeah, oh my god, like it, it is the worst app that has ever been created on earth. Like, there's nothing worse. Like, I. I <laughs> Ooh, ooh, it just it just grinds my gears, Chris. Nothing makes Brings me... your piss to a boil, huh? No, nothing makes me want to drink alcohol more than, like, clicking on Funimation. And it's just oh, like... No. I was stuck at 10 seconds into this movie. All of last night, I just didn't... I just gave up on watching it. So I watched it today at work and after work. And I was just like, oh, well, the mobile app works at least. Like, the mobile app works like a charm. But mm-hmm. I just don't understand how, like, this company bought Crunchyroll. Like, how did Funimation... Or I guess it was Sony. Mm-hmm. Was, and Sony doesn't give a shit about anything, so... No. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, as I sit with a PS5 in front of me, like... <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like your your laptop is a Sony, your headphones are Sony, you're wearing, like, a PlayStation hoodie. Yeah, but damn it, I'm upset about it. I mean, we're still going to buy all their products, but... Right. You know, um, it's just they don't care about this Funimation app. And uh, no. it really, really shows. But at least the mobile app works. So, and the PC well, app good. seems to work fine sometimes. So I, I was able to watch the film. Um, but anyhow, I kind of went on a little tangent there. But no, uh, that's okay. It's much, the... much deserved and much needed. That's right. I got to get myself parched before we crack these brews. Um, but in the dub, I noticed a lot of familiar uh, voice actors' voices. At least uh, mm-hmm. a lot of familiar characters. Tons of my hero ones. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I noticed a bunch of fairy tale characters like Natsu's in this. Um, Urza actually plays the girl who voices Urza, plays the voice of mm-hmm. Amelia. And like really like just top-notch voice acting, Chris. I do have one gripe though, and that being mm-hmm. Meryl's new voice actor cuz Meryl Millie and Wolfwood uh in the dub got new voice actors. I guess they couldn't get them all back. Um for the dubbing, at least. All the Japanese mm-hmm. voice actors are all the same. Um, but Meryl's new voice actor is just not it. Like, she would be talking, and I'm like, okay, who's saying this off screen? Like, <laughs> it would just be Meryl on screen, and their mouth's moving. I'm like, I don't know who oh, you are. No. <laughs> but, what, but what did you do with Meryl? <laughs> like, 
Right. <laughs> that's not Meryl. Um, but yeah, that that's probably my only gripe about the movie, honestly. Like that that's it. Like outside of that, just a fun little romp, honestly. Yeah. Fun little ninety minute romp. And also too, um, you know, obviously we've talked about this coming out of Thanksgiving, we're going to be watching the Netflix Cowboy Bebop. Um so I wanted to say, we were talking about this earlier, uh, you said you haven't watched any of it yet. I've watched the first episode, and I like it. I have I have a couple small gripes about it, and obviously we'll dive into that you know, when we watch the show and review it uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, but I can honestly say, if you're you know, one of those people, if you're watching it with us, I can honestly say at least the first episode is they're off to a good start. It's very much, very much an homage to the anime. Um, but from what I can tell, just after watching the first episode, they are doing a lot of telling their own story, and I am one hundred percent on board with that. Okay. So interesting. That's yeah. all I'm going to say to keep it spoiler free, Cody. I did say there were some aesthetic things I didn't like. Um, and once you'll, if you watch it, you'll probably see immediately what I'm saying. Like the world looks good; it's nice and lived in. Um, the costumes look great. Except for, like, they are just trying so fucking hard on some people to put anime hair on people that it just doesn't work. Like, <laughs> the, like the actor that's playing Jet would have been abs- would have been just fine without the goofy-ass pointy fucking beard. Like, it just doesn't look right. It's so off-putting. Probably could but, have just given him a normal beard, right? Yes, just, just give him normal fucking facial hair. Like, that's... that's I think that's one of the biggest problems. And I'm going to go on a quick, I'm going to go on my own tangent here. That's right. You lead the before way, we, Before we got any, <laughs> anything to put off having to drink this fucking marshmallow seltzer. Um, but if you're making an anime into a live action, you don't need to like, you know, you can nail the aesthetic without giving them the fucking bullshit anime hair. Like if they have, a cool costume give them something similar give them something as similar as you can and try to keep it believable right like again going back to jet like jet looks great until you look at his fucking cheeks and you see this weird fucking beard just coming out of the sides i'm like dog that doesn't even look like like you should be punched in the face for growing your beard out like that you know what i mean like (laughs) it'd be like if someone did vash i i I know if they were going to do a live action Vash he, or Trigun, he would have the stupidest, spikiest fucking hair. When all you got to do is just give him a normal ass haircut, right? Just give him normal fucking hair. But they would make it spiky and tall, and they'd make him look more like fucking Paul Phoenix from Tekken than they would Vash the Stampede. So Hey now, hey now. <laughs> Paul's Paul's one of my boys, you know? <laughs> oh, well, Paul is the boy. I, and I then think... they even realized in Tekken that they can put his hair down and make him look normal. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I think a, a good comparison is just look at Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh my god, please no. Do we like, have to? <laughs> dude, that should be like a... That should be like a, a joke poll we do where we like just throw up right? like, oh, all no. the worst things. Oh, just man. a bunch of bad live-action anime movies. That's right. And uh, speaking but, of bad, speaking of bad stuff, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we no, I was gonna say, but on the on the plus side, there, at least you know they have those characters looking normal for the most part and believable for the most part, except for you know the, other than, I mean, I don't care. I I'm one of the few people that don't care that Goku is white. Like he's a fucking alien. He could be whatever the fuck he wanted to be. 
Oh, I hate um, I hate everything about that movie. Goku being like, white is I like, like my, my, my smallest gripe about that that piece of That's shit. That's right. That is literally the least <laughs> of the problems with that movie. Yeah. But but I digress. But no. Um, they just need to stop doing that. If you want to take a, li- a an anime story and make it live action, don't just don't do the fucking hair. You it just doesn't work. Cartoon hair does not work on real people. There, that's my that's my PSA for the day. All right, love that, Chris. Well, Chris, I, I know you're sitting there with that marshmallow seltzer. I know you can't <laughs> wait to crack it. <laughs> you got We both went on a on a rant each. Um, so, Chris, should I do the honors this week? Are, are you, you know what? Go ahead, because I'm sad about it. All right, Chris. Well, what you drinking this week? Well, I'm still playing catch up on the uh on the uh the Bud Light Fall uh seltzer party pack. Um I'm and, sorry. <laughs> you know, I went through the maple pear, which wasn't great. The pumpkin was okay. Um it's again, I these are fine and like if the cans were half the size, I think they'd be great. And I'm saving the apple crisp for last cuz I figure that's the safest one, right? Like you can't fuck that up. Oh, Chris, it's like really, it's idiot proof. It's really the only good one to be fair. Like that, I believe it. The pumpkin was bearable. Um, but this week we're doing the toasted marshmallow. Well, it definitely smells like just fake ass artificial. Like if you took, like if you took a bunch of Lucky Charms marshmallows and boiled them in water, and then cooled off the water, and then carbonated it, that's what it smells like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty much spot on there. <laughs> That's what it tastes like, too. Mm, Cody, I don't like this. Chris. Dude. I don't like this at all. It, like, honestly, it's like somebody chewed up a s'more and then just, like, spit it in your mouth. Like, that's, like, the the vibe I got. It's just mom. It's like mama bird just feeding you. And, like, (laughs) and it's so weird. Like, like, it's, it's got, like, a thick aftertaste. It's just a. It just sits on the back of your tongue. Ugh. Cody, I don't know if I can finish this, man. I'll 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 wait a little bit and I'll give it another sip, but I just mm. Yeah, it is uh it, it like coats it my is, mouth. It's dude, so weird. Yeah, it is not good. I did not I think that was one of the ones I had like a backup drink here. Uh just a yeah, that's just a, a swing and a miss. I don't even think they got up to bat on this one. Yeah, it, it's pretty rough, but uh me myself What about you? What are you drinking? Is it got it's gotta be better than this. All right, Chris. Well, I have that was a good crack. Oh, thank you. I have a uh, a Bud Light here, Chris. <laughs> oh, the classic. <laughs> yeah, I figured while you're catching up, you know, I might as well just enjoy myself and just do nothing wrong with an intermission beer. Yeah, I bought a nice six pack of sixteen ounces, and uh, mm. yeah, let me get. I'm gonna grab a swig of this because I haven't enjoyed a drink on the show in four weeks. So here <laughs> I go. That's that's perfect, comfortable. Chris. It tastes perfect. <laughs> As it Crisp, should. Crisp, clean. <laughs> when, when you buy an Anheuser-Busch product that actually like tastes good, it's just... Mm, mm, <laughs> Nothing like it, right? Never in buying a holiday seltzer pack again. Um, yeah, this one, uh, this one, this whole pack overall can just fuck right off. Um, you know, if only one of the four is good, then, I mean, clearly... But also, too, to be fair, we knew what we were getting into when we did this. It was the novelty of it. It was the humor of it. Um, but the, if there was any silver lining that has come from this, there was it, there was finally something that was pumpkin that you didn't just immediately detest and spit out. This is true. 
And, it, and even, Chris, we had our little, little family Thanksgiving this past weekend. My stepmom, oh, she nice. asked me if I'd like a slice of pumpkin pie. I said, absolutely not. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Still don't like that shit. <laughs> Maybe if you made it with Bud, uh, Bud Light pumpkin seltzer, we'd be talking. <laughs> Watch, Yikes. Chris. Next year, it'll be green bean casserole flavored. and. Fucking... Oh, my God. <laughs> that'd be the fucking worst. Because they make, uh, who, whatever it is, Jones, like the Jones sodas. You've seen those, right? That have like all the different fucking weird flavors. Oh, yeah. Um, they have a Thanksgiving pack where they used to that had a soda that tastes like all of like your classic. They had one that tasted like turkey, one that tastes like cranberry sauce. They had mashed potatoes and gravy. They had green bean casserole and they uh. had another one. Yeah. I needless to say, I just looked at it and just <laughs> kept on fucking walking because like that is not not something that I want to be fizzy and liquid. You know yeah, what I mean? That that sounds terrible. Oh. Well, Cody, before we dive into Badlands Rumble, is there what is I need to ask you, because always you know, this is just always fun conversation. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Like what is it whether you do Friendsgiving or with family? What is the one like food that you're like, dog, I cannot fucking wait to eat this? Uh, I actually, believe it or not, it probably is green bean casserole. Um, mm-hmm. no, I, I, fucking I love, love that, and I love baked mac and cheese. Um, yes, yes. Obviously, like I, I didn't have baked mac and cheese until like probably about five years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't something that Grandma was making, unfortunately. Um, sure, sure. But green bean casserole is actually like one of my favorites. And I'm not really a big turkey, and I guess mashed potatoes too, but like... Yeah, you can have those anytime. They're all just a home run, I don't know. It's tough. I'm yeah. not a turkey guy, though. I'm a ham guy, if that if that helps with any of... Definitely, I'm I'm also a big ham guy. Yeah. I mean, I like turkey. I definitely like turkey, but I always try to balance it out. And uh, we're not doing it this year. We're actually um, switching up our Thanksgiving plans this year. We're doing... We're going to my brother's for a little bit, because we typically do Thanksgiving with, like, my wife's family, but, like, this year, it's like my brother was like, y'all want to come over? Um, so, so for uh, for him and his husband that are, uh, you know, they're, they're having, like, his family over some, and some people over, so we're going to go over there for a couple hours, then we're going over to some friends in the evening. So we're double dipping. We're doing the old double dip Thanksgiving. Oh, I love that. So, Unfortunately, yeah, it'll no, be nice. Chris, there's no times for naps when you do the the double thanksgiving i'm just like it's the unfortunate part like that is the only thing that i'm not going to be happy about i am going to miss my nap and what sucks is i also do have to work on friday so like i don't get like the full i mean i could have taken the day off but like i got a promotion and like training and everything is basically going on through the rest of the year so it's not like i can just be like all right i'm not showing up today you know yeah, that's unfortunate. Hopefully you don't have to drive, and then you can sleep on the car from, like, one place oh, to the oh, other. I'm glad you said that, because we've <laughs> already worked that out. I've already told the wife that, uh, that I was like, you, you mind driving? You mind driving on Sunday? Yeah, see, that's... Or whatever, on Thursday? You mind driving? Yeah, see, that's where the nap comes in, right there. Oh, whether, absolutely. Whether it's five minutes or an hour, you know? Whatever you as can As long as in. I've got enough time to unbuckle my buckle and undo my pants and lay there comfortably, <laughs> and then have enough time, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, so I, we are good. Now, Friday, Chris, you know, I'll be out there with all the throwing bows with grandma at walmart you know oh you whoever, know. whoever oh, gets man. in my way you know I, I don't even know what black friday deals there are this year but it's something i got i gotta do i can't i can't just miss out on black friday like that's true especially now we're in a you know we are we're trying to come out of a you know out of a pandemic here and you know maybe black maybe the black friday deals will be enough to get people motivated and maybe it'll i don't know 
yeah, don't know. I mean, people need it, and I respect that you want to do that. Yeah, I will yeah. be. Everybody always needs another brand new 50 inch TV for Black right? Friday for I mean, no. Why not? They don't even know that it's like has like the worst specs in the world. They're just like, oh, oh, dude, it, it, and it's some bullshit Walmart brand, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, something you've never fucking heard of. Like, it, it's I don't know. I don't even know if it's like it's not even like it's like too bootleg for bootleg. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it, it's like it's, it's like, like Schmizio or something. Yeah, it's like half the Samsung logo, half the Vizio logo. It's like two hundred. <laughs> like the LG logo stuck in the middle. <laughs> yeah, two hundred dollars for like seventy-five inch TV. Just sure, dude. And it says they just put a four K sticker on it. It's like yeah, okay. Oh yeah, keep I'll telling yourself that. Is. Yeah, oh, yeah. sure is. But yeah, I'll find something that I want to buy. Um, but that's enough. That's enough Thanksgiving and Black Friday talk, Chris. Oh wait, 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 wait. You asked me what my oh. favorite Thanksgiving food was, Chris. Yeah. What is yours? Oh yes. Um. Well. Um. And, and you can pick a few because I I, well, I listed like three. So. Well, I mean, I definitely said you know I'm I'm much like you, man. I, I like the classics. I, I just give me give me the baked mac and cheese. Give me the give me the green bean casserole. Give me the bread. Give me the wine. Just basically the whole goddamn feast. The only thing the only things I don't eat. Um. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a fan of cranberries in general. Um, so I even like fresh, like homemade cranberry sauce, which is such a fucking chore because no one eats that stuff. I just don't like that flavor. Um, and oddly enough, I know I'm in the minority here. I love eggs, but I fucking do not like deviled eggs. Oh, dang. Yeah. It's a, it's a consistency thing. Like I don't like the mouthfeel. Like I love eggs. I love them fried, scrambled, poached, over omeletized, however you want to cook them. But you soft boil, hard boil, you fi- I just or you devil them bad boys. It is not for me. It is just not for me. I honestly didn't even know if that counted as a Thanksgiving food, but I love me some deviled eggs, Chris. I, uh, but I'm I with can... I, I'm with you on the anti cranberry. I I don't like yeah, anything that's... cranberry. Um, yeah, that shit can fuck off. And I and but... you know what, Chris? I'll get the people mad too because uh-huh. I think stovetop stuffing is the best stuffing there is. So. Hey, look, man. See, Cody, I, th- I think <laughs> I you and I are today. very similar. We, we we know where we grew up. We know our roots. That's right. Um, no, no. Stovetop was, that was it. Like, that was all we had. Oh, no, like, Chris. Uh, unfortunately for me, my mom used to make real stuffing. Oh. Chris, goo. I tell you, my mom would chop up about a thousand stalks of celery and throw it ah, in. Ah, fuck I, off. I'd be like, Mom, this is just celery in a bowl. <laughs> like It's celery and bread get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah so i i'm a stovetop stuffing for the rest of my life i like yeah, I'm, dude, I'm real mashed potatoes 100 percent, but stovetop yep. stuffing that's how i roll yeah i'm i am okay with stovetop like that's what we had when we were growing up and i'm fine with it because uh my my parents were not it wasn't until my mom my parents split when i was young my mom was not a good cook until much later in life until i was grown and she got some culture and she got some, you know, she got, it became worldly and, you know, paid attention to, to, to food and drink and that whole culture. Um, and her cooking went from like fucking D minus to like double A Arn Anderson plus. <laughs> so like, like just, just next level maneuvers. Uh, my dad's cooking never evolved at all. Like just never, never what pork and beans out of a can. That's my dad, whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> so Thanksgiving was always whatever. A lot of times when we had it at home, it was it was stovetop. And, you know, it's kind of hard to fuck up a turkey. 
but like you know it, we really we really thrived when we went elsewhere for thanksgiving oh hey there's nothing wrong with going out for thanksgiving chris oh um, man but you know all this all this thanksgiving talk you know chris it's i think it's time you know it's time it's time to to dive into what our, now that we've lost all of our listeners cuz we've bashed on real stuffing and and fucking deviled eggs you hate, and... you hate deviled eggs and i mean the turkey lovers have turned their back on us um, it's true. Our, our 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 likes are and our follows are just just disappearing by the second. But Cody, like you said, I am what I am thankful for is uh, Trigun's Badland Rumble. Uh more any more time I can spend with Vash the Stampede without knives, I'm a okay with. And this was a nice return. Like I. Had I not, I, again, I don't know if I've seen, I feel like I've seen, like, there were some things about it that was very familiar, but I genuinely don't think I've seen this whole movie until this week. Um, and it was nice, especially after revisiting the show, to hmm. see kind of a brand new adventure with our boy Vash, right? Granted, this movie supposedly takes place like kind of right slam in the middle, right? Between like 10 and 13 is what you said, like right there in the middle. Yeah, I believe it takes place, at, obviously, after they've met Wolfwood, but, like, I think it's... Before the gung-ho guns show up. Yeah, I think it's after Wolfwood's left for the uh-huh. first time, and, like, them... It's basically, like, them meeting up with them again here. Gotcha. But yeah, so, just a quick tale of the tape. So, this movie was released uh, April 24th, 2010. Um, made, you know, okay box office. I mean, it's made, a, you know, 70-some million at the box office in Japan. Not too shabby. Um... I want to say it was it debuted in America maybe shortly after that. What was it? Uh, yeah, it looks maybe like, it was even the same year. Yeah, it well it debuted at uh, SakuraCon, which I imagine is some kind of like anime convention mm-hmm. in Seattle. Um, Makes sense to me. And then I'm not sure if it actually was in like regular theaters. Um, mm-hmm. It might have been like very small. Um, I could see it being super super limited in like major city only release. Yeah, and then it looks like it it debuted on television on Adult Swim in like December twenty eighth, two thousand thirteen, uh, on Toonami, okay. of course. Um, of course. But yeah, no, I I I don't re- I don't remember uh, I don't remember much of this, and but I'm I'm really glad, really glad we watched it because this is kind of a, again a super safe movie. Like so, the movie opens up Cody with a a robbery in progress, um, and. You know, it's 20 years in the past. So we've got our we've got our villain here, which I mean, I honestly I didn't even think this guy was the main villain. I think we were I thought we were just kind of looking at a like a just just a random. You know how they do in anime movies. You have an opener that typically has nothing to do with the rest of the story just to kind of introduce the main character, have him do something really cool before the show actually starts. Yeah, but yeah, definitely like like how we saw in uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. You know, they take yeah. out the first yes. bounty guy, and he's just, you know, he's just some schmuck. Yeah. So we've got this guy robbing a bank with his, with his. Uh, I want to say he's got two, two, three accomplices. Um, Kane. I don't, I don't know if they say their names yet, but there's Kane, Micho, and there's another one. At least I think there's another one. No, Kane, Micho, and the, so yeah, there, there are three. It's Gasback has three homies uh, that he rolls with, but basically the um, so. Of course, you know, he's got everybody uh, tied up. And I'm trying to remember, does Gasback, like, he, he wants to, like, 
he, I don't think he wants to. No, he does not want to kill these people. Like, there's something about Gasback where, like, he just doesn't want to kill anybody. It's kind of neat. There's very some some kind of mirrors there with Vash, but don't fuck up his robbery. Like, if you if you mess up his plan and what he's trying to do, it is curtains because yeah, he, he's very like methodical. It seems like. Yeah, it seems like he's doing this for more of a sport, not just like the money that comes along with it. Yes. But uh but of course Vash shows up and um <laughs> Yeah, he kinda inter- he kinda interrupts like basically Kane, who's like the main sidekick of Gasbag Gasback, mm-hmm. excuse me, he like kinda turns the gun on him and says, Hey, this is the last time we're gonna do a robbery yep. with you and we're taking the money. We've called the cops, yada, yada, yada. They basically oh, ba- betray him, which is, you know, a big mistake here. And him and Gasbag uh... kind of had like a little face-off, but that gets interrupted, Chris. Oh, yes. Our, our boy, and, uh, our boy the, human, that... the humanoid typhoon <laughs> shows up here. Absolutely, he does. And um, I want to say, I'm trying to think here. Uh, da, 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 da. So basically... They've got the gun pointed at gas back, and uh, I want to say, like, because Kane is hesitating to pull the trigger on gas back, um, but before he can, um, I want to, because I want to say he still pulls the trigger, but misses because of Vash interrupting, takes out gas back's eye, and uh, get you, you, you expect gas back to just straight up just murk this guy, but he just like plucks his fucking face like nonstop oh, and yeah. just slams him on the ground. Gun in the fucking face. But then, of course, like, you know, Vash being Vash, you know, does everything in his power to stop anybody from being killed. And while he's distracting him, that's when the goons who betrayed Gasback, they run off. Yep. Yeah, after after Kane gets, like you said, about 20 flicks to the face. And these aren't, these are like punches in the face, but just a flick. Like, he's just... Getting pieced yeah, up. Gasback is a big fella. He he actually he looks almost like uh, like an old version of BDN is kind of the vibe I got from him. Oh yeah, the guy from earlier, I guess yeah, yeah. earlier on, on the Sandsteamer episode and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, that that's who he kind of looks like. He has that that just big, gigantic, you know, skips on leg day, but definitely does not skip the upper body days. Um. And just just a bad motherfucker, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And of course, gas bag. He uses like some some explosives to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say one. Um, yeah, one hits the this, power plant. Of course. So you, and you know it's just this, these goddamn gigantic light bulbs in the middle of all these towns. But then Cody, we um, well, we uh, we flip to twenty years in the future. Um, so that brings us up to current, and it looks like um. Gasback, basically the whole the whole plot with him is, you know, he's he is now wanted. He is a wanted man, three hundred million double dollars, and it seems like his henchmen, uh, Kane and uh, the other guy, Michio Michiro, whatever his name is, they've uh, they they seem to be pretty well off now. Like they've, uh, I guess they, as we've seen with a lot of the numbnut kind of villain of the week villains, is they have a checkered past but somehow find themselves in a position of power running a town running a business doing whatever more so in the public eye sort of kind of leaving the criminal life behind oh of course. um of course yeah kane used his portion of the money to repair the power plant in the town and then i guess that helped him get to where he is now which he's like the mayor of this town now 
Yep. Um, and then the other guy has a uh, he like he opened like a restaurant or something. He opened some kind of business, some sort of restaurant, tavern, so, something or other. But uh, Gasback is not having any of that shit, dog. He is out for revenge, and I want to say, like right off the bat, he destroys um, Michio's uh, business. Basically, just takes everything from him. He is on. He Gasback's got a new crew, and this is kind of the overarching plot. Gasback's got a new crew, and he is fucking coming for these guys. He definitely wants his uh his revenge, and of course, people are collect are, are out to collect the bounty on Gasback, which is pretty substantial. I mean, again, it's not a vast stampede. It's not sixty billion double dollars, but three hundred million. That's a that's a nice little chunk of change, sir. That is not a that is not just some uh, throwing around money. Oh, absolutely. And then of course, like the next stop is the city where Kane's at. And uh, yeah, I think it's the, called Mecca or yeah, yeah, Maka City. Yep. Yeah, Maka City. Okay. Yeah, so that'll be his final stop. So all the bounty hunters are heading there, um, mm-hmm. and actually, Billy and Merrill get sent there because Kane takes out like a five billion double dollar insurance policy on his like giant yep. statue of himself. Um, because but, he knows they all know that Gasback's coming. Oh Lord, he's like Omar in The Wire, man. He's coming. Oh man, you hear the whistle and there's Omar. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, the statue in the city is basically just a plot device to get Millie and Meryl there. That's <laughs> all it is. Honestly, it is. and you know what, I'm totally fine with it, because we're just on a little happy-go-lucky adventure here. Um, exactly, nice little romp, and then we're also introduced to a, um, to another character, which, in, unless you ha- don't have eyes in your head, or you're just completely oblivious, we're introduced to a bounty hunter named Amelia. It takes about two seconds after looking at her and being like, she's related to Gasback. Like, there's that same color hair, the age lines up. Like, it's just one of those things that, like, they... It's it's one of those things that, like, in the show, the, the characters in the show don't know her relation, but you as the watcher know fucking immediately that she is related to our main villain. Oh, absolutely. You get two new characters in a side movie, they're probably oh, yeah. related. Uh-huh. And, of course... And of course, um, you know, Vash being the the semi womanizer that he is, just immediately takes kind of a uh, kind of a liking to her, and because uh, I want, and then I want to say, yeah, because they're on the sand steamer together on the way to, on the way to yep. Maka City, and she gets yep. attacked by like you know the typical Some thugs because of thugs. course she's a girl and they're they're gonna try and throw themselves at her and she's whipping of their course. ass and Vash of course comes to assist. Um, yeah. Of Wait. course. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that's that's where they're at, and of course, Vast starts flirting with her as always, and uh, you know, that, and again, that's that, there's this this convergence of bounty hunters that all want to get a piece of Gasback. Um, but you know, Gasback has a uh, as another member of his crew that we're made aware of here. Um, yeah, I think pretty shortly. I think it's why Gas when Gasback's attacking like the next goons like. Stab like his next the next guy's business or whatever it is, uh-huh. and there's like a police ambush and uh yeah well he's he, they're like playing cards at like a bar and my first thought was like man like do they just not know this motherfucker's got a bounty on his head the people he's playing cards with mm-hmm. but then you find out oh yeah they fucking knew um but yeah like the police come and unload in this bar that he's at but um you do you also quickly see that I guess the people he's playing cards with have this big metal plate on their back. But 
they're all shielded from the bullets by the 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 holiest of crosses. We've seen this before. It is the big uh, Punisher cross belonging to uh, Nicholas D. Wolfwood, aka Chapel, and um, so we do get a fun little uh, little thing here where we see that. Wolfwood was hired by Gasback to join his crew and be his bodyguard after Wolfwood, he's like just fucking dying of thirst in the desert and he finds like a water, like a vending machine and the only bill he has is too fucking big and the, the machine won't take it. So so like Gasback and them roll up on him and he's just like, can you break a 20 or whatever the fuck he's got? Yeah. Yeah, very so similar. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, definitely... Uh... Draw some comparisons to when Wolfwood was like basically dying of thirst when the bus pulled up on Wolfwood and he drank all of Vash's like cantina water uh, in that in the actual yep. show too. Uh, so some some similarities there for sure. Yep. But what's cool here? So Wolfwood basically has agreed to be his bodyguard, but he's like, I'm not robbing anybody. I'm not involved in the heist at all. Like he's like, I don't want. He basically just says, I I don't want any parts of that. Yeah, he's just. Gonna but break. I'll be your bodyguard. Yeah. And uh, he gets the police off the back very fucking quickly. Yeah. yeah. And then meanwhile, back in Maka City, uh, Vash and Amelia, um, he's basically just following her around at this point. But they go into like yep. this this diner full of all the... It's time all, for Dindin, sir. Yeah, it's all the bounty hunters in town. And of course, who do we see? We see Millie and Merrill. And, uh, you know, they reunite oh, with Vash. Course. But you can definitely tell that this is like taking place before Merrill started to be like more attracted to Vash because she can She's still like, fuck, why is he here? How? How is he here? You know? Meanwhile, of course, Millie's getting drunk with Vash, having a good time. Absolutely. And of course she they force uh they force Amelia to kinda of like because Amelia's like, no, I'll sit by myself, thank you. And they're clearly this this restaurant is packed to the gills and the only two open seats are with Millie and Merrill. Um so all you know, all that really happens here is that you know they talk a little bit about the bounty hunters, and then we get you know, Cody. We can't be in a wild west saloon without a you know a a nice little um you know just a just a bar brawl, um, which is instigated by you know Merrill's basically telling Vash to get the fuck out of here, you know, just go, just leave, and you know he's like, well, you, you wouldn't want Vash the stampede. Why would you talk to Vash the stampede that way? Like really trying to make a scene, and uh, when he does, everyone's like bullshit, and they just kind of laugh him out of the building. But uh, then I want to say I'm trying to think who throws the first blow. I dude, I honestly don't even remember who throws the first blow. But basically, it, you know, it what might... ends up being a a bar room. It might have might have been Amelia or somebody talking shit to Amelia. I want to say it was some of the same goons from earlier on the sand steamer had caught back up with them. Oh, that's right. I believe that's right. That's absolutely right. Um, because they open the door and like they they they're all still like, I don't know. Yeah, they they walked in like I want to say shortly after Vash and uh them did. It was the two guys, like the one guy with like the mohawk and then the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right, Cody. You're right. <laughs> and that's when shit goes to uh goes to hell. But um I wanna say Yeah, and I might have jumped ahead of myself, uh, because it's during this scene is also when Gasbag destroys the factory that's owned by the second hench henchman. Yes, uh um, Ma Machio or whatever. Yeah, whoever he is. Um but uh, Yeah, he, he's the he's the short guy, the super short guy that shows up with Kane. Mm -hmm. And um And then, and then they... of course no, go ahead. 
Well, basically, like what happens at this at the at towards the end of this bar fight scene. Um, obviously, our crew is pretty drunk, and Bash oh, like takes hammered. Amelia, gives her the old piggyback ride, and she's well in her drunkenness. She's like saying like some very important information, basically saying that like gas bag was nearly caught twenty years prior, but some you know, like some idiot let him go, and. Um, I can't there's our, I, there's our, there's our, uh, our next big plot point here. Um, you know, we know who let him go. Yeah, and I want to say she's talking about her mother and like, but I, I don't think we get it revealed exactly what happened Quite with her. Yet. I don't think we have it revealed that Gasbag actually is the reason, that, like her mother, mm-hmm. like basically died. I don't even remember what she died of. She died of fucking something. Uh, I want to say she was, she was shot. She was murdered. Okay. I, I just remember yeah. her like being. We see the flashbacks where she's like lying on her deathbed, and yeah, and and it explains what happened. Yeah, she she was uh she was murdered. Okay. Um, and it was all Gasback's. Uh, according to Amelia, it was all Gasback's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, then every uh, I want to say here, the other henchman actually goes goes to Kane and actually just tries to hunker down with him. Um. And then I want to say that the gas bag does finally show up, but, you know, because all these damn bounty hunters and everybody's just fucking hammered drunk from the night before, like, gas bag has no problem getting into Kane's, uh, into Kane's building, except, uh, there are some, uh, you know, we do see a standoff between Vash and Wolfwood here, um, there are some, you know, there are some... Him getting into there, but he get, Gasback gets into Kane's uh his Kane's mansion or building mm-hmm. pretty unopposed. Yeah, and that's when Wolfwood's contract with him ends. So basically, yep. Wolfwood like, hey, you can go chase after him if you want to. Like he has, he's yeah, not. I don't like, care. Yeah, let's let's Vash chase after Gas Gasbag. Excuse me. And um, basically, eventually we get to the standoff with like Gasbag's got Kane. Kane, oh yes. Kane's got the hidden switch under the desk that allows him to escape on something. I don't even know what he escapes from. It's like yeah. Well, before and before he escapes, because um, Amelia shows up and you know, she's got gas back at gunpoint as well. So we've got like our, our little standoff here. We got Vash behind gas back. Amelia rolls in, shotgun in hand, ready to blow gas back away. And that's when uh, and that's when Kane gets away. And yeah. but during this, uh, I want to say after Kane gets away. This is where it's revealed to Amelia, or Vash tries to stop Amelia from shooting Gasback, like by sticking his finger in her gun, and uh, and this is where it gets revealed because even Gasback's like, "Man, you you haven't aged a day. Like, how do you still look the same that you did twenty years ago?" Which we've kind of seen this before um, mm-hmm. in Trigun, and then Amelia's like, "No fucking way." Yeah, like. It- Basically revealed that Vash you? was Vash was the idiot that let Gasbag go twenty years ago. Yep, and because he because he got away, my mother was killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now so... now Vash knows like like the that was what caused that. Um, mm-hmm. But then of course Gasbag he, he's heading after Kane. Um, yeah, and it was never it was never really an intent. And just like the uh, the other guy, Gasbag never had any intent to kill these guys. He just. He just wants his he wants his doing proper is really all he wants here. Yeah, and these guys betrayed him and uh yeah, then then this is when shit really starts to hit the fan. So he sets off like all these explosives yep. um that cause the 
basically the giant bulb in the plant just starts rolling through the town, which was kind of the idea. It destroys the statue, which is fine. But then, like, he just steals the bulb. Yeah, he's got, like, a getaway vehicle waiting to steal the bulb. Yeah, um, obviously, he wants like the... the town's power, man. Yeah, he's taking the, which, taking the power plant. It's which, so... to be fair, I mean, that's what Kane brought back to the town, right? Like, why would he not? This is the ultimate way to fuck him over. Mm-hmm. But there's he's also kind of incidentally, like, fucking over everybody in the town that lives there. So, you know, there are there is some fallout to this. Yeah, he he just wants his paycheck, Chris. That's what he wants. He yep. he, he he was betrayed and he he's coming back for revenge. Um but yeah, so then the rest of our crew they go after like Amelia goes after Gasbag. Um and then Vash and, Vash Wolfwood, and Wolfwood hop in a little like almost looks like the car from like the Monopoly game. Yeah, yeah I was going to say dude, we have a we have a fucking uh, the, the movie turns into Mad Max very dude, fucking quickly. That's, it that's turns ex- into from it turns into Fury Road here for a little bit. I swear that's exactly what I thought too. Um <laughs> Yeah, and we see like the the same two goons that were hitting on Amelia at the beginning once again oh, here yeah. on, on on Fury Road. Um <laughs> But yeah, yeah, but also too, we did forget to mention that uh, somebody who's also in Gasback's pocket is the uh, the fucking marshal of this town, who pretty much sat idly by while the barroom brawl took place earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is definitely working for Gasback here, and uh, Cody, he gets the, he's uh, he's he's kind of taking pot shots out of the um out of the little um out of the 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 the, the tank that they're in, and uh, he he gets he gets Vash he he, he gets him. Yeah, he ends up getting Vash while Vash is trying to obviously stop them. Uh, mm-hmm. And our boy Vash, he falls. And, uh, you know, of course, they make the, like the dramatic falling scene. Oh, yeah. As if anything you think could, he's dead. As if anything could happen to Vash. Uh, oh, of he, course. And then he falls in the quicksand. And Wolfwood and Amelia go in to try and grab him out, but they just get his glasses. Of course. Our of boy, course. Yeah, Vash the Stampede is no more, Chris. He is dead. Dead and gone. Yep. Thus allowing gas back to escape, and uh, of course, you know, and then I was to say they um, and this is when they go back to town, and they they kind of they start to um. I want to say this is where Amelia starts to realize with, with the way the town is affected by this lack of power. I don't know, like oh yeah, it's pitch black and like yeah, she 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 starts to have these weird like second thoughts that like you know that you know she kind of you know she caused this you know she was just as at fault and you know she's just as bad as he is um you know by for doing the things that she's doing but then of course you know they they have to tell Millie and Merrill that Vash is dead which you know and of course you know Wolfwood gets with Amelia and they decide to you know well uh, let's go ahead and take uh let's go ahead and take Gas back down so they they find where he's at they you know they have their nice little standoff um I want to say they're they're outclassed. Gasback has a uh, you know Wolfwood at bay. Amelia's actually held at gunpoint by the marshal, and of course, Amelia's about to get shot right before we see a gunshot ring ring out. And who is it, Cody? Who is it? A humanoid typhoon. <laughs> by God, you mean the sixty billion double dollar man himself, Vash the Stampede? Oh, of course, Chris. He he couldn't die, you know, Chris. He. The bullet hit the piece of smoked meat in his pocket, which he'd been trying to eat oh, like, of course. the entire show. Um, of course. Which of I course. guess we could have mentioned earlier, but like, who would have thought it would have actually mattered? You know, it, it, it's very similar. Didn't the same thing happen in 
I want to say this happened in one of the My Hero Academia movies. Didn't Deku have something like in his pocket? Or what am I thinking of, Chris? Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, you might be thinking of a uh, problem child with John Ritter where he gets shot in the prune. It just, I, I feel like we've seen this trope in so much different things. I want to say it's in one of the My Hero movies or episodes. I just can't think of what it is. But regardless, yeah. Vash is we've alive. We've seen it a hundred times. Yeah, Vash is alive. And it's time for him and Gasback to have their, their, their final duel here. And Gasback ain't a fucking match for Vash at all. Like, at all. Yeah, this is not close at all. Tags him in the leg, tags him in the arm or the shoulder, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, but I was going to say, this is where we, we see, like, this, and this is where, like, Gasback and Amelia has that coming to that coming to realization moment. Because Gasback has this, like, this, like, crazy energy weapon thing that he uses. But Amelia has this pair of gloves that is kind of the foil to this weapon. Mm -hmm. And this is where, you know, you realize that, um, that Gasback's wife is her. Amelia is Gasback's daughter. And this is kind of the whole idea. So Gasback had a gal, after the robbery, he basically left them, basically left them high and dry, but not, not like maybe not so dry, like left them taken care of. Like they were very well taken care of. They could live their life while he went off to be a deadbeat dad somewhere or just continue to do his, his, you know, his evil ways or his robbing, robbing ways or just to keep a low profile. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. they were then robbed by some bandits. And. Nobody in the town they lived in would help them because, oh, fuck, that's Gasback's family. Why the fuck would we help him? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, which, of course, causes Amelia's dying mother to die, of course. And uh, Exactly, yeah. They stole everything, killed, and basically killed uh, Amelia's mom. Because like, she was shot and the doctor of the town wouldn't even help them. Yeah, because of the reputation of her husband or her, I guess, boyfriend yep. or just man at the time. Um, yep, her baby daddy. Yeah, so then flashing back to the present, Amelia basically has gas bag at, at gunpoint, and she she kind of, she's she's taking a page out of her boy Vash's book, and uh, she's just going to let him live. And um, Yep, she wants to be better than him. And, uh, well, Cody, then that, that's, that's really, uh, well, no, it's not over yet. You think it's over, but then this old fucking dumbass cane rolls up with this gigantic fucking missile. Yeah, we gotta have we gotta have Wolfwood take out the other guy per usual. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. And uh, I want to say he's got he's ready to just light this bitch on fire, just light this missile up, and Wolfwood just shoots right into the missile, causing it to explode. And I, I assume that's the uh, I don't think that's the end. No, that's definitely not the end of Kane because they all get hauled off to jail. Oh yeah, they're going to jail now. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> going to jail now. Um, but yeah, then of course, like the town's power is restored, you know, everybody yep. meets back up, you know, everybody's happy, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then we see our boy Vash, he finds like a newspaper page and basically it's like some more criminals. Yeah, so, the Dodongo brothers have escaped. Yeah, which we actually looked up, I looked it up before. Uh, it looks like they weren't actually villains in the show. Um, okay. So maybe it was just leaving it open for like a follow-up movie, which... Well, I mean, they seem like they're doing it every ten years, so they're they're got to be getting pretty due for one. Yeah, what the hell? Where's our next Trigun movie? 
Mm-hmm. I could I could watch a movie like this every ten years. I'd be fine with that. I could I could absolutely do that. I could do that. But after that, we roll. We have our roll. We have our credits rolling, and we're seeing the town kind of get back to normal. That that's it. Not nothing really to write home about there. But uh, that is Badlands Rumble. It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. It's safe. It's simple. It is solid. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just uh, how animated movies should be made is just like this. Like, yeah. Especially like, just keep it, it simple. Yeah, don't don't mess with the source material. Just throw in a little side story somewhere, and you literally—it's yep. very hard to go wrong. Um, yep, I'll be easy peasy. We do have some exceptions to that rule, but you know, right? We're not right, going to talk right, about right. them here. <laughs> exactly. But so, with that being said, Cody, where is this going to go on your rankings? Ooh, Chris. All right. Decisions, decisions. I'm just. Yeah, what dis- do you? Well, I can tell you where it's going on mine. While you're thinking, I'm putting this right under knocking on heaven's door. Right under knocking on heaven's door. So it'll be your Which new be like number uh, 10? eleven. Number yeah, number ten. Number ten. Okay. Number ten will be the trigun movie. Okay. Yep, I, I think it's that good. Like it's a. It, it takes these characters that I like, puts them in a real, just in and out situation. I like it. Again, it's a very, very safe movie. But, you know, after 10 years of, after not having any Trigun for 10 years, you want something safe. Like, you, you have, the characters are good. The, the movie is paced very well. Um, You know, it's, it's, it was great. Like, I, there's very, very little to gripe about here. It's just, it's not as exciting as pretty much everything, a lot of other things that we've watched. Yeah, I think that's the only the only bad part about this. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be the new number 13 on my list, or okay, number, so... number 14 on my list, which yeah. isn't hating on this. It's more of... The quality of everything above it. Yeah, like it's going under right under Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Um Yeah. I know I put General pretty in pretty high regard. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think if this is better than like Mononoke or Metropolis or you mm-hmm. know, Totoro or Ninja Scroll or your name. I mean the list goes on. But it, it's definitely yeah. it's definitely good. Like I think there's a big jump between Afro Samurai Resurrection and the rest of the movies on the list, like Afro. Yeah, no, I agree. It's kind of sad because, like, that's where Afro is on both of our lists. Like, Afro is mm-hmm. just like, hey, this is when it's shit like gets the bad down here. <laughs> like, yeah. Or this is yeah, this you don't want to go under there. Good. Yeah. Um, but this is definitely well above that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, just a fun little movie. Doesn't you know? We don't have any like retcons. Nothing gets changed. Yeah, no, just no... a simple drop in, drop out, and you don't have to worry about them trying to shoehorn it anywhere. Like, you clearly know where this movie can fit. And you clearly know where it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a fun little movie. I'm I'm very glad we watched it. I'm glad you got to yeah. whether or not you hadn't seen this before or not. Um, I don't. I really don't think I've seen I've seen it in its entirety. I th- I think I may have caught a bit uh, a bitter piece of it like while it was on while it may, may have been on TV, but like I genuinely didn't remember it. So it was it was almost like watching it for the first time. So I guess technically it was watching it for the first time, really. Well, Chris, that's so. why that's why we have this podcast, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I love Trigun. I love the characters. That's, you know, again, one of those animes that will always be 
will always have a special spot in my heart. And I'm glad that after watching the show, I, it wasn't something best remembered, you know, through nostalgia lenses. I'm glad that the show still holds up. And this was a very fun, albeit very, very simple, safe movie. But sometimes that's what you need, right? Like not everything has to be a fucking Michael Bay movie, right? Sometimes <laughs> you just need, sometimes you just need something simple. That is right. But Chris, now it's time for us to, uh, we're going to be shifting gears next week. We're going back to the live action. We talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. We're going to be covering the yep. first five episodes of the Cowboy Bebop live action on Netflix. Yep. Oh, and it's not bad. It is not bad so far. I'm one episode in and it's, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and again, I'm, I went, I'm going in cold. I didn't watch. I watched like the, the, in, the opening trailer, you know, the trailer that just showed the opening theme song. Mm -hmm. um, didn't watch. I haven't watched any reviews. I haven't listened. If I see somebody on any of my social media feeds talking about bebop, I immediately just get out of it. Um, I've, been, is, I've just, I'm going in ice cold, which is a tough thing to do because we have a lot of friends that like anime and it's true. Man, I'm. It is true. I gotta dodge Facebook and Twitter as much as I can. Uh, yeah, yeah but episode one is not bad. It's oh, not bad at all. I will most likely be diving into that tonight, um, mm -hmm. and then you know when I get to, when I get free time throughout the holiday week, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Like when, like Chris said at the beginning of the episode, when you guys hear this, if you're listening to it day one, it'll be on Thanksgiving when we drop this episode. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, guys, enjoy enjoy the holidays. Um, be sure to eat a lot. You know. Don't don't go too crazy on Black Friday. Don't fight with That's all right. that. You'll get the 400 count sheets. I promise. You'll get That's right. you'll get that brand new 55 inch 4K TV, right. whatever you want. You know. You um, can't put a price on throwing bows with Grandma. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, that's gonna do it for us this week. I am Cody Snodgrass, and I am Chris Adams. And thank you for all. Thank you as always. For always, always and forever. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. Happy holidays. Do what you want with that. Burn up, 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 burn